This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Gangplank Report. Jen and I are here with our friend Melissa Feaster, who does the Side Piece podcast. If you listen to the podcast, then you'll know that she interviews a lot of Bravo celebrities, and that was how we became connected and friends. And on top of that, she's also a Buckeye. Go Buckeyes. Yay, Ohio. Oh, H. <laughs> I-O. I-O. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite. Well, thank you for joining us, Melissa. I'm really excited that you're here. We have had conversations, well, since you and I got connected about the show, and I think it's only appropriate that we finally bring it to Gangplank Report. So thanks for joining us. You guys, are you freaking kidding me? I am so pumped to be here. Jen, it's so awesome to finally talk with you. Adrian, it's so awesome to see your hot ass again. Um, <laughs> and you guys, Adrian's being nice about it. Let me actually tell you what really happened. I'm doing a side <laughs> piece show, okay, where I interview Bravo people. And of course, I have to get Adrian on. And so I like stalk her on DMs. So she's like, oh, you know, she kind of reached out. No, 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 no. I probably sent her a message like every hour. And I was like, <laughs> you're freaking coming on my show. I'm not going to leave it was you great. Alone. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> that must be an Ohio thing because I kind of did that to her a little bit. <laughs> That's stalker. how I got on her podcast too. <laughs> Listen, sometimes stalking is not bad. I mean, if you the restraining order comes out, then it's like, okay, now I need to slow down <laughs> and probably stop. But you guys, that is actually how Adrian and I got hooked up. Adrian, you came on my show. It was the best. And since then, awesome. We've been talking and it has just been now to be able to be on your guys' podcast. It's so awesome. Full circle. Absolutely. I love it. And we've stayed in touch because of a couple other things too. One, we like to bitch at each other about the show, but two, you've got stripped, which we'll launch into a little bit later. And so we've stayed in touch almost on the daily because of that. So that's pretty awesome as well. Yeah. And of course, I- like you said, the Buckeyes. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, this this was a sad game. Sad game. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about against Oregon. That was not fun. And the Bengals Mm. won. So there's something really wrong going on in Ohio right now. Because (laughs) I I said something to Andrew yesterday. I was like, if the Browns win this game and the Buckeyes lost lost the last one, then this is hell. But the fact actually it is kind of hell when when the Bengals do win and no other teams do. Yeah, that's true. Gary, I'm that's, sure all the below below deck fans are super excited about Buckeyes. Yeah, it's like the, a <laughs> horse, right. I think it it's the equivalent of like a horseman of the apocalypse. That's really funny. Well, so, let's get into it. So, okay. I, sorry, Jen, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Adrian knows this about you, but I don't. When did you get into below deck? Have you been into it since the beginning? 
Oh my God, since the get go. Literally yeah. since you know how it is when you're a Bravo ho, like we're mm-hmm. talking about. Yep. Every new show, you're thirsty for it. Mm-hmm. And I was always watching Housewives. And then Below Deck started, and I was like, holy shit, you know, we had Captain Lee, Captain of the Sea, you yeah. know, and then boom. Eight, I mean, it was just like, it was amazing from the get go. And it's so weird, too, because looking back, you're like, this is a show about people on a boat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And you're so only used to kind of the housewives. Right. So it was just so cool and unique and different. And the cast was phenomenal. And from Adrian to the craziness of Kat to Captain Lee, I mean, it was just stellar. From yeah, the it really was. And the lightning in the bottle theory has maintained, I think, across the franchises, which is hard to do because you and I being housewives watchers, we know that there have been some stinker franchises that were just like, why are we even in this city? So yeah. So to have it be I don't know which ones which ones were bombs because I don't know any of them. Well, I loved Miami, but it got canceled. DC got canceled. Dallas, they said that they're not picking up now. So there's been several that people have not been thrilled with or haven't had the viewership so yeah it's crazy too because when you don't have that many it's like one dropping off is a lot right I was shocked by Dallas yeah I wasn't I stopped watching after Leanne left so I was no really (laughs) yeah see again I'm just like bravo ho so I just like stick it unless it's horrific or something really is going down but again I'm on the flip side right where I'm interviewing these people so this is actually my homework and I need to know these shows and watch these shows because I'm not going to come on and interview someone that it's not love for me and I'm not excited about because then it's just a boring ass interview and I'm just reading from a card right so I have to stick it out you mean like Andy Cohen and all of his like you know the best part is when I first started I was like oh my god I was kind of shitting my pants because I was like what am I going to talk about what am I going to say and now it's like thank god I do invest so much time into Bravo because you tell me something that happened 10 years ago on a show, I will just go back and forth with you because I've seen it. I know it. I live it. Yeah, that's me. It's kind of I live and breathe. There are series that I don't get hip to that I don't know as much about. But even those, I follow the Twitter feeds or the IG posts and keep up. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So of the three franchises, which one are you most down with? Right now, currently? Right. Uh-huh. I don't know. You know why? You know what's, like, swaying me? Captain Glenn. I know, right? Everybody we have spoken to since season two, well, <laughs> we just started the podcast after season two, and everybody is a Captain Glenn fan. It's, it's impossible not to be. I know. It is. Really. Like, if you, he just seems, you know how sometimes you look at someone, you're like, they just look like a dick. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at Captain Glenn, he just seems like how he, exactly how he looks on TV. Like, there's so many people, especially in Bravo World, you're like, hmm, I wonder if they are really like this when mm-hmm. the cameras yeah. are rolling. And then you're like, you see Captain Glenn and you're like, no way this guy can be a dick. Like, he's just so sweet and like his genuine care and smile and happiness. There's it's, kind of a glow. Yeah. Oh, it's like from the inside, you can see it. I just I, love so, him. So long story short, I would say he, you know, and again, I was, 
the first season sailing yacht, I was just like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like digging Meh. this. Yeah. yeah. I, but honestly, Captain Glenn is the one that kept me going through me it. Me too. And pushed me to season two. Mm-hmm. Exactly and, the crazy. same. And yep. you know what, too? What kind of, it didn't cement. I always was, from the get-go, I really loved Captain Glenn. But then I was talking to Danny on side piece and I had her on right after she had the baby and the whole thing with JL and everything and she's in a shit storm right she's having a baby we all know the story JL is non-existent she's by herself trapped in Australia no family having a child it's the hardest probably time of her life ever and she was just talking these glowing reviews about Captain Glenn and for me, it's so cool to hear someone saying such nice things about somebody else. And I always wish that, like, God, if someone were talking about me, I would love if people said, like, half those amazing things about me. Right. So, I don't know. Right now, Captain, I mean, I know we have met on. I know Captain Lee and Below Deck's coming back. But Captain Glenn, man, I yep. love him. We might have a new set of the sea. Well, they might have to add a Mediterranean qualifier so they don't upset <laughs> Lee. But... <laughs> what would Captain Glenn be? No, just the kindest guy on the sea. I don't know the kindest. Any single, right? Bravo executives, if you're listening to this, we need a music video with Captain Glenn. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and because Bravo, listen, they how do you not get a name for him at some point? They named Set of the Sea for Captain Lee. Mm -hmm. I think didn't Sandy say that they freaking gave her boss or something? Something like that. Lady boss. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, okay. I might be be confusing that with mob wives. (laughs) (laughs) It's an easy confusion. I Yeah. So, you know, right now I just, I mean, listen, I'll take any of them. And the best part, this is when you know that Below Deck is a winner across the board, whichever one you're talking about. So my husband's actually in the entertainment world. He sells TV shows. He works with like the networks and he is like, I will sell TV shows. I will not watch Bravo. Okay. The DVR, when it says 99.999% of Bravo, (laughs) he's like, it makes me want to barf, okay? So this has been going on for years and years and years and years. And finally, I'm like, dude, okay, I cannot not have Bravo on. Like, this is my jam. So you're just going to have to live through some of it. So, like, we'd be in the kitchen or doing something, and one of the blow decks would be on. And you could tell, like, the little creeper out of the corner of his eye, it's kind of like, oh, I'm not watching it, but I'm watching it, but I can't <laughs> let her know I'm watching it. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. you're totally freaking watching the show. Well, all of a sudden, we go from this, I hate Bravo, I will never watch a show. And let me tell you guys, he has seen every single episode of every single season of regular Below Deck, of Below Deck Med, and Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So, he's a excellent. keeper. He's a keeper. Yes. There is not one <laughs> Indoctrination ep- complete. Yes, there, there is not one episode of Below Deck that the man has not seen. And now every Monday night since Below Deck Met is on, that's like our romantic jam together. Yeah, John's already that's asleep awesome. by then. I would love for that to happen, but he will watch. That's the only show he'll watch with me. If he sees the housewives on, he cannot escape the room quickly enough. <laughs> but okay. if Below Deck is on, he will sit next to me and watch. So, Well, Jen, this is what you need to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You need to 
probably just have more sex with him to get him to watch your show. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> sure that would work with Andrew. I, I mean, it's probably a better thing that I don't watch any of the housewives because I don't even think that would work with Andrew. <laughs> After 23 years, it might shock the crap out of him and kill him. And then I would have yeah. no <laughs> one to watch TV with. <laughs> Whoa, you want to have sex with me? All right. <laughs> He's like, I will watch every housewife show. God damn it. I will watch every below deck. What else? What else do you need? Do you want me to rub your feet? Perfect. Done. I mean, oh pretty soon below deck is going to be on seven days a week. So you're going to be busy lady. Yep. You know <laughs> Dang guys, I'm old. I can't keep up with you young pups. <laughs> That's okay. awesome. So on to this season, I know that it's probably difficult for you to give complete opinions. You're welcome to on here, but we understand the fact that you interview people and this is part of your gig. So you don't have to be very controversial, but is there someone, we'll start with the positives. Is there someone who has just drawn you in so much to the season that you can't wait to learn more about them? You know what? Honestly, a lot of times I'm like, oh my God, there's more people that I'm probably not a fan of than I am a fan of. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love like Courtney. I mean, there's so many that are just so great, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? You're right. There are people that I have opinions about and it is tough because I'm like, well, what if they come on my show? I probably shouldn't be talking shit about them and then try to get them on my show. <laughs> so, by the way, I still would probably go on someone's show if they were talking shit about me. But, like, I just feel like this cast is so much more lovable, I would say, than some, like, Lloyd. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Mm -hmm. I He's mean, great. How do you not? That's another one. Like, like I said about Captain Glenn, how do you not look at Lloyd and just be like, oh, my God, you just look like the sweetest guy, and I want to just dance with you. <laughs> I just want to stick him in my pocket and take him with me as a tour guide everywhere I go. Like, like a Pokeball. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what it, I mean, he's just like, he's so sweet. I just, I don't know. He's definitely one of my favorites for sure. And I just appreciate the openness and the honest, like just coming out about the sexuality and what he's experienced in the past. And I really appreciated the scene where he kind of broke down, right? Everyone's drunk and dancing and he's sitting like on the ledge in the corner and he broke down about what's happened to him in the past. And like mm -hmm. everyone kind of rallied around him. That was super cool for me. That was super right. cool to see. It was good to see him get that support. I think all three of the guys on the deck team display that same level of vulnerability though. Where we're used to seeing like a machismo type attitude from the guys on the deck, especially if there's a girl outside with them that creates somewhat of a toxic environment. All three of these guys are just amiable. They're gracious and they're thoughtful and they defend each other and they defend other people and they want to get along. Like they, they like to be helpful to each other. And I think that that's something that we're absolutely not used to right? in this totally. franchise, especially. Well, and especially you know, last season, we go from Peter, who was, mm, you know, forced mm. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We go from like a Peter, then we have freaking Lloyd, we have Z, I mean, David. It's just like, I really love the deckhands. And like you said, there's not any of those just like total dicks. I'm a deckhand, especially like with women around and as fellow deckhands. So, 
one person that I feel like embodies all of that is Swag Nasty. Mm-hmm. And and that's only on occasion. It's not right. like he's perpetually that person. It's just in certain moments. So, and it's not necessarily even that he's being inappropriate with the girls themselves. Some of his dinner conversation is inappropriate, but I don't feel like he's doing it on purpose to make other people uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, this cast is always just like, I think it's very nice, but here's also the thing too, as Bravo hoes, you love these nice people, but what makes a TV show? Mm-hmm. Like drama, crazy yeah. people like mm-hmm. Lexi. Lexi, yeah. exactly. Like Lexi and her eighteen personalities make drama and make the show. And I feel like with this show right now, they keep talking about Katie and then the drama with Do I get rid of Delaney? Do I keep her? And I feel like a lot of these other Glow Deck seasons, there's so much more drama. And I'm like, okay, they're making this the drama right now because there's not a lot because these people are just yeah. so nice. But I Because they get along. Yeah. Right. I've, I've needed nice though this year. I haven't been disappointed by the lack of major drama, to be quite honest. I mean, do I get a little more revved up when I see it? Yeah. But I really have found watching these guys enjoyable because it is so refreshing and unique that it's kind of riveting in its uniqueness however yeah and I mean I think the only other thing that we've seen because we haven't seen any love triangles or anything like that that's usually a part of the plot Mm -hmm. you know there's usually a lot of things that go on like that and we haven't really seen that either the only thing we've seen is poor David who just keeps getting shot down (laughs) you know David just on a perpetual search for love But even when he gets shot down, we've seen guys in the past who get shot down that are just nasty and just foul about the women who don't want to date them, even though they were cool about how they put them down. But David is not even like that. He was like, well, I took my shot. You know, I'd still rather be friends. And then I'm just like, you are a unicorn. This is crazy. Exactly. I watched that. I'm like, how does that exist? Like, mm-hmm. what is this real? That, mm-hmm. But that's the thing, too. Listen, I appreciate the love that they have for each other because, first and foremost, I want them to be happy, right? And like they enjoy each other. But on the same token, you're also watching a TV show, right? right. And right. we know Bravo and we know, like, we're coming from the housewives world. We're like, right. if there's not crazy, then we're going to sleep here. Mm-hmm. So, Again, I appreciate the Kumbaya. I think Mm -hmm. they're all great. I just feel like, what if Lexi weren't on? Yeah, it might be a different thing. But again, I don't know. Because everything has been so dark in the other Bravo worlds, except for Family Karma. Family Karma is light and bright, and I love it. But all of the other shows have been really dark and really going for the jugular. So I needed something like this. I'm not sure if I would have been upset if there hadn't been a Lexi. She She makes me cringe. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's weird too. I feel like there's no one in the middle, right? Like everyone. Well, yeah, there are (laughs) a couple, there are a couple, but I feel like she is so one side. I mean, when she busts out the burn list, yeah like that Mm -hmm. shit scared me yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah it scared the crap out of me too because i'm on social media and i was like she's eventually gonna see something that i put up here i mean (laughs) i'll end up on that list come on like is anyone not gonna be a little freaked out about that like her mom was freaked out about that i bet you that has to be a little scary to see i mean oh for sure 
Adrian, you live in Florida, so you have more to worry about. She's not going to degrade herself to come up here to Ohio. So I'm really not worried and I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, she's not, that's, she's not that's probably her, very true. She's not leaving her penthouse suite. Exactly. To come to <laughs> I just don't have to go to Miami anytime soon. Do you soon, know? So $8,000. Did you know? Um, I, I just like, <laughs> I think my two, other than the whole Lloyd moment, I think my two best parts so far have been Courtney and Z getting down, like when they're hammered. Yeah. And Courtney calling Aww. them daddy. Like, I love that. Like, <laughs> hey, daddy. Super cute. Oh my gosh. I love that. I could that. do without the daddy, but I do love Coco and Mav together. <laughs> I think it's they're just adorable. So, it's just so <laughs> sweet. It's so, like, I feel like if it was anybody else, like, they're so cute together. If anyone else would be like, that's creepy. Why are you calling them daddy? But I just feel like because she's Courtney and she's fun and she's out there and goofy. I yeah. Don't know. It just works. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. on the flip side, when Delaney comes and then she has to go and be like laundry bitch and Lexi's literally sitting there eating chips, spilling them down her top and sleeping in the corner. I can imagine the rest of the crew watching this season back and then seeing this. Yeah. I honestly, well, everybody else is running around like crazy doing their insane. Job. Totally. Yeah. Right. Totally. I honestly would love to be a fly on the wall when Sandy watches this back. Because she has some weird, disconnected view of Lexi that I can't make sense of. And I wish she was talking more because she hasn't really been doing a ton of interviews. I wish she was talking more so we would know, okay, what did you think when you finally got to see what a psycho she is? Yeah, I think that's a hint to you, Melissa. Hint, hint. Yeah, hint, hint. Get an interview. She won't talk to us. (laughs) Yeah, well, but also too, it's just like, I also feel like, they have to keep Lexi on because like, what I, what was I saying? It, everything is kumbaya, except if Lexi's there. So mm-hmm. I feel like any other regular, not on TV job, if this is going on, they're canned, they're fired, they're done. Right. But again, we need entertainment. It's a TV show. So I feel like that's why it's always like, you know, Katie, come on. That's what makes you a good leader. Just work through it. Find the best parts of, you know, your weakest link and work through it. I, we're not getting rid of her because we need, you know, crazy and we need ratings and it's a TV show. If I hear <laughs> one more cat poster saying from Sandy, though, I might just jump ship. <laughs> I <can>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went through a list of things on Twitter a while ago when people started really flipping their cheerios over the fact that Lexi was still on the show and hadn't gotten canned yet. And I had somebody very recently on Instagram reach out to me and say, I was a little bit disappointed that you put that whole thing up there. She still shouldn't be there. She still is. And I was like, look, I wasn't defending Lexi. What I was saying is from a Bravo perspective and from a filming perspective, Lexi is the middle of the show right now. And almost all of the drama that's happening on the show is revolving around her. And if you pull that from the show too early, then what do you have? And maybe that's what they were worried about. Also quarantine and everything else. I mean, there's a lot of factors playing into it, but I put down a list of a handful of what I saw as reasoning behind why Bravo would keep her around as long as they have. And that's apparently disappointing to somebody named Stephanie on Instagram. But I still feel like in a whole picture perspective, were it not for her presence, what else would we be talking about this season that's like the major through line? Well, we go from wondering what else we'll talk about this season 
to what else are we going to talk about on this podcast with Melissa Feaster? Find out tomorrow when part two airs. Thanks for listening. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura Lyle, Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.